I'm Emily Hirsch, and this is the Hirsch Marketing Underground Podcast. Attention innovators, influencers, creators, and game-changing entrepreneurs, your internet domination begins right here. We are the powerhouse marketers that you've been looking for. You're already making waves in your industry, and we're here to help amplify those waves of change by creating a connection that cuts through the noise. We take everything you've built inside your zone of genius and find its audience. With killer strategy and laser eye for impact, we launch multi-million dollar campaigns and skyrocket your reach online. And now we are doing the unheard of. We're unveiling everything we've learned, taking you behind the scenes with the Hirsch Marketing Team and giving away the secrets to our clients' success. Stay tuned for top converting strategy, ROI reports, and insider knowledge that you won't find anywhere else. You're changing the world and we're the team to help. Hello, hello, friends. All right. I'm actually recording this podcast from California. I brought my mic, which has been cool. Like, I haven't done that before. And I'm like, why haven't I done that before? Because it's so convenient and easy with technology today to just bring my microphone that plugs in with a USB cord into my computer. And now I can record with good audio and actually like get content done while I'm not home. I decided literally a week ago, I looked at the weather in Austin, Texas, and I was like, it's way too hot. I'm going to go stay at my mom's. And so I took my kids and we came here and I have, because we used to live here, some awesome nannies that I can get help from because my mom works. So they're watching my kids and I'm working like almost a normal day. I'm going to work a little bit less hours, but what an amazing life. So grateful, so grateful for that freedom and to be able to just come to this beautiful place um, in Northern California where my mom lives and get away from the Texas heat. I do love Austin. People keep asking me like, are you going to move back? No, it's not worth the cost to live in California and the state income taxes to live in California, but I'll be spending the summers here for sure. So today I'm actually going to talk more on a team building topic. I haven't done it in a few, couple episodes. I haven't done um, team building and I wanted to kind of share uh, in one episode, I kind of mentioned this briefly, but I wanted to share this uh, with everybody because it's something that not only um, I've recently gone through, but also I've talked to a lot of other entrepreneurs who have been experiencing kind of the same thing. So it's like a theme out there right now and maybe something you need to hear today if you're listening to this. And that is why my team runs better without me. And so I'm going to be totally honest. Like for me, the the business journey from basically after I hit a million has not been easy. Like there's been, it's, it's, it's business. So there's ups and downs and like there's like good times and really hard times and times where you're feeling really in momentum and times where you're like, why am I even doing this? I'm going to quit. And I frequently have those. And I feel like, to be honest, 2019 has not been the easiest year. I feel like we're on the other side of something. But when you decide to keep growing your company to the multiple seven figures and into the eight figures, like this is why nobody can do like it's such a small percentage of people who do it because it is so hard getting to a million you can do almost on your own like if you hustle if you're resourceful if you you know learn things teach yourself things and you have drive and you have ambition and and dedication and whatever you can do it on your own in most cases right after that you have to become a person that's not easy to become and a leader that's not necessarily easy to become that person or fun or comfortable and that's what I've had to do and 
I feel like even getting to 2 million wasn't that hard for me, but everything broke when we hit 3 million. And also I had to, I had to become a different level of like a leader and it's so counterintuitive, but to be completely honest with you, what I had to do was step back, a step away from my business and let my team run things and turn them into, yes, they report to me. Yes, I'm their boss, but more of like a board of advisors, a people like a leadership team who tells me what to do, tells me what we need to change, tells me what's going wrong, you know, goes into the day-to-day of working with my team and then brings me the intel and then goes and changes it. And I was messing things up and it was causing a lot of problems. And here's the thing, when you get to 2 million or 3 million or even 1 million, like you don't like have a problem and then you can fix it in a week and everything's better. That's probably been one of the most frustrating things for me is like we're in a tough spot and things are frustrating and I see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's going to be at least a month or two and then it'll be better, you know? And so you go through these cycles and they're like quarterly cycles, probably like three, four months of either like really good things are flowing or we're hitting a wall and we have to go to the next level and things are hard and it feels like you're walking through mud and you're like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to change my whole business model. I don't want to do this. If you can push through that and figure out what it is that you need to change in yourself as a leader, then you'll be able to get to the next level. And I truly believe it's only the people who are capable of doing that who are able to grow their companies to massive levels. And it's so hard. It is so hard. I'm never going to tell you it's easy. It's worth it. And there's days where it's worth it. And there's days where I'm like, honestly, I'll go back to when it was just me (laughs) because things just get more complicated. And this is, this is verified so much for me when I go to dinner with my, my friends who have a $50 million company and they have so many struggles and so many bigger problems. And I'm just like, it doesn't get easier, does it? And they're like, no, it gets harder. But you are always dealing with the level of struggle that you you can deal with today, like that your person can handle today. You're not really ever being handled handed more than you can deal with, I believe. So as you grow, your capacity grows for what you can handle and for the problems you can take on and and the the bills you have to pay and the payroll and all that like you grow in your capacity and right now like I can't imagine myself being the person that I would need to be for a 50 million dollar company because I haven't gone through the experiences that I need to to get there but here's what happened here is is the biggest thing I learned in the last quarter about three or four months ago, we had a transition in our an individual on our team who's doing sales. She was really great at sales, but she was leaving. Um, it was a great like decision for her to leave, and and we decided, you know, it was a good decision. And so, I started going to events or doing our Dream One Hundred campaigns or just talking to people. Or they'd reach out to me on Facebook or they'd reach out to me on Instagram, um, and they'd say like, "Hey, I'm interested in working with you. Like, can can we chat?" And the people pleaser in me and the person who has a hard time saying no was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's chat. And so I, although we hired another salesperson, like they were in training and so I wasn't like 100% confident in them, I took on a bunch of sales calls. Um, Like not even intentionally. I didn't intentionally make the decision of like, I'm going to do sales. It was just like a lot of people asked. I met people. I had the connection with them and I felt like I had to do them. So I took on a lot of sales calls. And then we signed a lot of those clients. 
And the problem with Emily Hirsch doing sales calls on my own and not having a filter or like people going through our process. And I'm going to like highlight that word because whenever you move away from your process, you are messing yourself up. And that is what I'm like slapping myself in the face for because it wasn't even that they were talking to me. It was that they didn't go through our application and our screening process and they went straight to a call with me. And I am a visionary. And so I felt like, we can sign anybody like, yeah, we can help you. Like, you know, we have really strict qualifications for people to take on as a client. They have to go through our initial application process that declines about 50% of them. Then they get on a phone with our team and we have like an entire SOP and document for what they have to have in place to be a fit for us. My now my sales team has talked with All of my ads managers, they know the ideal person we're bringing in. They know what they have to have in place for success, meaning they have to have sold their product. They have to know their messaging. They have to be willing to be in a partnership with us and work with us and make content so we can amplify that content, like all of these qualifications. And so we screen them and interview them on that sales call. And then we usually make sure that their numbers match and that we can have success for them. And then we sign them on as a client. It's like 80% of people we decline. Well, I threw away that process because most visionaries and entrepreneurs don't actually love process and have a hard time following it, which is a sometimes really detrimental thing. So I signed like, I don't know, 17 clients for four-ish months ago. And probably 70% of them I shouldn't have signed. And that's the honest, raw truth. They weren't ready, funnel performance for us. Um, or they just were not the right fit, meaning they weren't, you know, set up to be a partner with us. They, you know, had it had a different expectation of what was going to happen. I didn't follow our process, and I got involved where I shouldn't have got involved, and everything was fine for a while. And then all of those clients, it came kind of crashing down. Not a hundred percent of them, but a good amount of them came crashing down, and it was obvious they shouldn't be on our roster, and we had to either let them go or, you know, support them in whatever way we could. But like let them go essentially and and they had to go work on their funnel a lot are going to come back they're going to go work on their funnel and they're going to come back but that's not cool like I should never have signed those people and I'm being so vulnerable and honest with you guys on this podcast because that's the way I roll but here's the lesson I should have never stepped in and got involved where we already had process and I shouldn't be doing it and that was detrimental to my team and we're still picking up the pieces after two months of dealing with it and you know, going back and and refining things. And, you know, that have impacted my entire team because my ads managers don't want to lose clients. My senior strategists don't want to lose clients. We were probably spending more time and resources giving funnel advice and helping people fix their businesses that we shouldn't have. And, you know, re-clarifying like projections and realistic expectations for people that it cost me a ton of money as a company. Like all of it was bad. And it took about two months for us to get to the other side of it. And now we've learned a ton. And I actually just went through a quarterly um, audit report with my head of the ads team. And I was like, man, my biggest lesson from this is we signed a lot of people who were not the ideal client. And it cost us a lot of money. Like I said, those exact words on this thing. And I was like, and it's 100% my fault because I signed most of those clients or we didn't follow our process in our qualification process and so that and then I went into July where I was gone like almost the whole month I was either gone or my husband was gone and so my schedule was off and like so I was like running my team like the minimum I had to be involved I was involved because I was speaking I was traveling I was on vacation my husband was gone so I didn't have my you know enough coverage for my kids and I was like 
this month everybody is happy like everybody is doing well and everybody's following the process and I'm not involved and so like there's a correlation there and so what I realized was my team runs better without me and in order for me to get to the next level I have to step back and I have to empower people on my team, on my leadership team to take initiative and to feel like they are in control. And so now I have given 110% permission to the head of my ads team and the head of my sales team. If you don't think this client is a fit, I trust you. If it if we lose money for not signing that client, I trust you. I only want you to bring on the right people and I give you that full permission. And my head of my ads team is like such a perfect match for me because she'll push back a lot. I'll be like, are you sure? Like we can make it work. Um, and she's like, no, we can't. Here's why. And she's very protective of my ads team so that nobody gets into that state that we were in before where we were frustrated because we weren't able to get the results that we wanted to be not because of us truly. And like, I'm not saying that just to promote my team, like not because of us, because as you guys know, and what I talk about ads are just a piece And if you don't have the back end figured out and the foundation figured out, ads will not work. And so we won't sign people that are in that situation. And I did because I made that mistake. And so I've stepped back. I've allowed my team to make those decisions, to be empowered to make those decisions, to have the authority to make those decisions. And it's fixed literally so much like we're already in such a better place and I can see like it took literally almost almost 90 days to fix the problem and to figure out what the problem was like it's like it's crazy once you grow you don't it's not like oh here's the problem let's fix it tomorrow it'll be fixed it's just a yes or no question it's like everything's complicated and intertwined and looped around and it's like it's difficult um and so we did that and then and what I've also done is I'm implementing a new a new way of communicating is that you can't come to me with a question unless you have an answer. And so I want all of my team members who are reporting to me and, and you know, have that regular communication with me, they have to um, come to me with an answer because I want them, even if like I'm going to change the answer, and usually I don't because my team is awesome, but I want them to be thinking that way and like think independently so that they can run things on their own. Um, so I change that and then I just really am like I'm stepping back because what I do is I go poke holes in things or I get involved or I ask questions or like, I don't know, I just mess things up. And I think and, and I've had this discussion with a lot of other entrepreneurs and they feel the same way. They're like, when I am there, actually I talked to someone who has a physical office and she's like, literally when I'm in the office, I pick apart problems that it's like, it doesn't even matter because the end result is still happening and it's the same, but I can't help myself. And so I have to step back. And I think like now my role is I'm managing a bigger level. Like when we're on meetings, I just shut up. I don't talk. I, if I need to, I obviously talk, but like we had an all ads team meeting. We do it every other week, my whole entire ads team. It's one of my favorite meetings. And I used to give a lot of feedback. Like I used to jump in and like someone had a suggestion. I'm like, no, we should do it this way. Here's my idea. I stopped doing that. And it's very hard for me. I have to literally put my Zoom on mute and not talk. And it's difficult for me, but it's essential that I do this. And what I do now is I watch. I actually watch the videos of everybody else interacting, how my leaders are responding, how my team members are responding. And I just take notes and I will have ideas. And actually like 
it allows me to connect on a deeper level to like intuition. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm able to like see things differently and how like a deeper level of interaction versus just like the surface level problems. I'm able to see deeper level problems because I'm observing. And I really believe that is a change in leadership that I didn't even know I needed to make and I've made. And I just continue to do that. So Last week, I'm getting so excited talking about this because it's such a revelation for me, but I, and I hope it is for you too, if you're at this level or, you know, you will be soon. But even last week I had, um, two people who report to me and myself in a group chat and one person came in frustrated about something and I saw the way she was communicating and I was like, I could totally jump in and fix this problem right now and kind of correct her and give her a solution. Or I could just sit back and I could watch the other person come in and solve it. And that's what I did. I sat back. I didn't respond. I read the messages in the Voxer channel. Didn't respond. And then I watched the communication go back and forth. And they solved it all on their own without me. And it was like that empowers them to be able to do that and be able to make those decisions and take that initiative and make that difference in the company that you know, if I just keep on stepping in and either say, quote, saving the day or making my suggestions and people just follow that and you don't realize the power you have as a CEO when you're doing that, everybody will just listen because of the way they see you. They think everything you say is right, but they need to not think that. They need to question what you say and they need to feel like they can think outside the box and they can bring ideas and they can bring suggestions and critiques and feedback. Like that is how I want my team to feel. And for a long time, I felt like I kept on saying like, I want you guys to bring suggestions. I want you guys to tell me what's wrong. I want you guys to help me fix, you know, whatever. And I want you guys to question me. But just saying it is one thing and then actually showing up and not trying to take over and take control and give all the feedback and just tell people what to do is a whole nother thing. And the change happens in micro, like micro communications and and experiences. It doesn't happen from me giving like one big speech to my team of like, this is how we're doing it now. It happens in me doing little things like showing up to that meeting and not saying anything, like supporting a team member who made a mistake and letting them make like letting them feel safe with their job after they make that mistake and have that building trust like it happens slowly over time and then it builds up and then it's so powerful so my role is you know staying in that visionary and and stepping back and actually observing and even sometimes that means letting me this is going to sound crazy but letting my team make a mistake that I might see coming I might see it as like "Mm, that's probably not going to work but I don't say anything. And obviously it's not like a detrimental mistake to our clients or our team, but I want them to go through the experience of seeing like, oh, we should do it this way. And like, let's change this and let's go through that experience. If I don't let my team have that experience, then I am never going to help them grow. And my job today is to grow myself and my team into the people they need to be to be the five and $10 million company. And that's not going to happen all by just me dictating because I don't have all the answers. I don't know. I don't know all the answers. I know as we go and I need my team to tell me that. So it's been an amazing couple of weeks after I had this revelation, after I stepped back and became that observer, trusted my team more and let them take control and have that empowerment. And so I hope this inspires you guys today. Share with me if it inspires you. Like honestly, um, that's what I want you to do. I want you to send me an Instagram message. I want you to share this episode. I want to hear about your 
you know, your experience because being an entrepreneur, being a CEO and running a team is single-handedly the hardest thing I've ever had to do. It's harder than being a parent. It's harder than being a wife, like, because it will constantly test you into being a better person. It'll constantly put you in an, in an uncomfortable situations. It'll constantly make you have difficult conversations and it'll constantly make you grow. And if you can push through on those days when you want to quit, and I have them too, especially recently, it's not been easy. Like in June, it was not easy. And if, if you push through and you make it to the next level, you will experience so much benefit from that. And I believe that's what I'm here to do in my life because I believe I was not put here to sit in a comfortable zone. And if I'm comfortable, I'm bored. So I'm put here to become the leader that I have this capability of being in my lifetime, which is so much growth ahead of me. So let me know what you guys think of this episode. Share it. If you love this, leave me a review. Um, This is a little bit longer of one, but I just love this stuff. And I think it's so important that we talk about it as entrepreneurs, because you might look at people with $50 million companies and think they have it together or $5 million companies and think they have it made and life is easy. It just gets harder, but it's fun, but it just gets harder and everybody's struggling. Everybody feels like they're failing. Everybody's having those days where they want to quit. It doesn't matter what level you're at. It's, it's, can you push through that? Can you learn from it? Can you take that experience and be humble, remove your ego and take yourself to the next level? You'll take your business to the next level. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Hirsch Marketing Underground Podcast. Go behind the scenes of multi-million dollar ad campaigns and strategies, dive deep into the Hirsch process, and listen to our most popular episodes over at hirschmarketingunderground.com. If you loved this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives with this content. That's all for now, and I'll catch you next time.